Welcome into another edition of the Deep Slant Podcast presented by Xfinity. Count on a powerful and secure Wi-Fi connection for all your devices. Xfinity XFi, can your internet do that? Well, welcome back. It's week 11. Hope you had a restful and relaxing bye week. Texans are back at it for the remainder of the season. Five more home games, got one more on the road, and then three at home. Texans will be hosting the Jets, the Colts, and the Seattle Seahawks. But first up, they will be headed to Nashville to face the Titans. Here in Week 11, the Titans are on a six-game win streak. Texans, obviously, on an eight-game losing streak. So hopefully those streaks will be snapped on Sunday. That would sure be nice to see. I'll catch up with Jim Wyatt, who covers the Titans, and we'll talk a little bit of the matchup. But first, we'll get into it with Danny Amendola. He's been in the league for 13 years. He's the longest-tenured NFL player on this Texans team right now. And there's a lot of veterans on this squad right now. So we talk about his history. We talk about how he, uh, how it was like for him signing back in Houston, where he still visits. He still has a home in Texas. And, uh, you know, where he is now at this point in the season. Because we saw him get the touchdown catch. He's hoping to build on that as the season continues. Plus, he is the oldest player on the squad officially in age. I don't know if in mentality, but in age. So we play a fun little game with him to see if he's really young at heart. So that's all coming up on this week's Deep Slip. But first, Xfinity delivers the fastest internet in Houston, stream Texans games on a powerful and secure Wi-Fi network, and count on a reliable connection for all your devices. Xfinity XFi, can your internet do that? All right, let's get into it. Wide receiver Danny Amendola right here on the Deep Slant Podcast presented by Xfinity. Great to have you, Danny. You pretty much hit the ground running when you signed here with the Texans. So now that you had some time under your belt, how has the transition been for you so far? It's been great. You know, I've, I've known a lot of guys in this organization and, and have a huge respect for, for, you know, the people in this building. So it was great to come in and, and get started and, and get rolling. Uh, very thankful, very, you know, very happy to be here. So, um, you know, it's, it's been a really good, really smooth transition. I'm from Texas. I'm from Houston. Got a lot of friends here. So it's been great to be in the hometown and playing ball. Had you been coming back to Houston frequently? Yeah, my dad still lives here. I have a lot of friends. Um, I live in Austin a couple hours away. So I'm here in the off season once a month, hanging out, playing golf, usually just seeing my friends and, and, and spending time with family. So it's uh, it's been great to get here and get some work in, play some ball in front of the home team. So it's good. All right, so you signed here on September 9th. Four days later, you're catching a touchdown pass against the Jags. You were not with the team this offseason, so kind of walk me through what was that like for you, signing with the Texans and then just having to get down here in a hurry and then learning the plays that you knew for week one. What were those four days like for you? It was, a, I mean, it was a whirlwind for me. Uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, came in, uh, was in the team hotel, didn't really know my bearings around, you know, the, the stadium, kind of the new kid in school type of feeling. But uh, the really familiar with the playbook, really familiar with, uh, you know, Tyrod and, and, you know, some of the players here, Cooks and, and some of the guys. So, uh, you know, whatever I – if I had any questions, I would just ask them and, you know, just trying to build, just trying to trying to get better and trying to improve here in the building and, and um, you know, make strides in the right direction. I know the coaches had said they gave you your little package to work on for week one. Yep. Now that you're this many weeks into it, do you have a, a knowledge of the whole playbook or how close are you to really knowing the whole thing? I know it's not a it's not a full off season, but still – yeah, with, with your experience. There's a couple things in camp I'm sure the guys went over, and, and it's, it was new to me because I wasn't in camp here. So um, yeah, I'm just trying to build, you know, you know, take what I know the first week, build to the second week, so on and so forth. And, um, you know, we're halfway through the season now, and, you know, I feel like I have a pretty good understanding of, of um, you know, my role in the team. Obviously, I'm trying to expand my role and trying to get better, try to help this team win. I know it's hard for players when you have to just pick up and suddenly move to a, a new city, a new team, but did it make it easier coming back to Houston 
No doubt, no doubt. I mean, yep. you at least know the freeway system, the, the <laughs> exactly. city a little bit. The traffic system, if you will. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, it was it's, it was smooth. Uh, you know, like I said, had a lot of familiar faces. Uh, Dylan Thompson, a guy who who's in player personnel here, that just did a great job helping me out, getting me in, you know in the right direction uh, off the field, what I needed to do, and um, you know make make everything easier on the field. So, like I said, just just great organization, great people here, and. Um, you know, I'm excited. All right. So a lot of these players that have signed with the Texans, not familiar to Houston, not familiar to Texas. But since you are, mm -hmm. I mean, do you have some, like, hidden gems or favorite spots that oh, you've, yeah. re you've revisited since you've been back? Growing up, Papacitos was the, oh, the yeah. place to be. I don't think that's changed. I've gotten to go a couple times. I think I went twice in the first week. <laughs> and then I kind of got my fix because I was out in uh, in Michigan and, in you know, New England for a while. And we didn't have much good Mexican food. So... Tex-Mex, if you will, and, and, I mean, Papacitos, for anybody that hasn't been, obviously, if you're in Houston, you know what I'm talking about, but uh, is, a, is definitely a gem. Don't take it for granted. Yeah, it's really hard to find good guacamole outside of Texas. This no, is what I've learned. No doubt, no doubt. Uh, you just kind of got to take your home recipes and, and make them your own. All right. Well, well, speaking of recipes, I had heard that, or I'd, I'd seen in an interview that one of your pregame meals is French toast. Yep. With PB&J. Yep. Very creative. Yeah. Um, do yep. you have any other food creations that, oh, you, that you do? Not a whole lot. I try to cook at the house a lot in the off season. Uh, I'm on the go so much in, in the middle of the season, I don't really get the chance to cook too much. But, you know, PB&J, I, I kind of, you know, needed a little bit something sweeter before a game and more filling than just the regular PB&J. So I wanted to grab the French toast and, and make it something. <laughs> uh, making something special it's pretty good if you want to add nutella to it oh wow fresh fruit fresh strawberries it's 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 the jam i think that would work as a dessert too yeah, yeah i mean that's good. that's a pretty hefty breakfast no doubt all right you were undrafted out of tech then you signed with the cowboys you didn't yep. play at all your rookie year which Correct. is kind of hard to believe considering the career that you've had and and you are one of you've, you've had 13 years of experience and this season is obviously not the way anyone wants it to go but when you look back at your career is there Another season that was really tough for you or that you really had to overcome a lot of adversity? Absolutely. Whether it's injury or, or the record or, or you're just not, you know, in the role you want to be in. There's a lot of, um, you know, adversity you may face. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's week by week for me. Uh, you know, I couldn't even tell you who we're playing next week. I just want to put all my energy, all my focus into one week, uh, go out there, try to get a win and I've been in, um, you know, a number of organizations. This is my seventh team, so I've kind of got the gist of how the NFL works. Uh, it's it's not easy to win games in the NFL. There's a lot of great football teams, a lot of great football players, obviously. So, you know, the key is just to put all the work in, put your best foot forward each week, and, and try to get a win. Um, I was at the 2017 or 2016 season Super Bowl. It was here in Houston. Mm -hmm. Saw you with the two-point conversion, the fourth-quarter touchdown. Now that you're playing here and this is your home stadium, what's that like? Do you – I know you've – probably played here since that Super Bowl but do you sort of walk out there and remember like those big moments in your career is that something that guys do while they're still playing absolutely I think about it you know often you know is this that night was very special for me for my family and for my teammates and um, you know it was it was a it was a long night for me because it was it was a, a long game. it was a very long game long yes game and uh, you know it's something that I'll never forget always remember but you know I've been I've been in this building a bunch been to the rodeo here a couple times oh been, you have okay yeah, been to, I've been to a couple of motocross events here so this stadium obviously is utilized for a lot of different things and in football obviously uh you know a, a great great venue to come watch and, and and for me great venue to play too 
All right, so you've played the most seasons in the NFL. You're also the oldest player on the roster. Don't remind me of that. I know. I mean, old and age only. You're yep. you're 30. You just turned 36. So yes, happy ma'am. belated birthday! And yep. I had Brevin Jordan on um, yep. uh, last time, and he he's the youngest player. So he did yep. not say that you acted like the oldest player. He said that was B. Davis Mills. So I feel like he didn't really throw you in that category. Which is a rookie. Yeah, he's a so, rookie. Yeah. <laughs> um, old souls on the team. Any other old souls in the locker room? Man, there's there's a bunch of great guys in this locker room. I can't I can't say enough about the group we have here, man. Everybody comes in and works their tail off every day. You know, we're going to continue to try to stack as many win- wins up as we can and and try to build and and try to, you know, get better each each game, each each season. So, uh, a lot of great guys here. A lot of, you know, the I don't know if I'm the oldest. So I guess I try to st- <laughs> I try to st- I try to stay young. So okay. Um, you know, I'm learning from I'm learning from the guys in the locker room that have families and kids and stuff. I've yet to have kids set, so I'm I'm taking notes. I'm I'm uh, utilizing my my access to uh, good parenting skills when in the future for me. All right, you you said something very interesting. You said you try to keep young at heart. So I have mm-hmm. a game for you. Let's roll. So these are things that you're supposed to know if you're young. So oh. if you really are young at heart, you'll know some of these. Okay. So if you don't know what it is, just give me your best guess. Okay. Because I don't really know how this is going to go. Yeah. Do you know who these guys are? A huge, huge pop band. I've seen them on an award show, I think, MTV. I want to say... They're like, it's like a couple letters, maybe. Yes. I don't know what the letters are. BTS. BTS. South yes. Korean boy band. Yep. Wow, you're off to a great start. <laughs> okay. Yep. What is, um, what is this? That is a handbag. Looks like leather from <laughs> Europe. I uh, can't tell you the brand, but it looks pretty sweet. It is a handbag. It's yep. a shopper. It's the Telfar shopping tote. Apparently it was all the rage during COVID and sold out immediately. Yep. yep. Okay. That's, that's pretty good. Yep. All right. Those look like uh, Yeezys, the new Croc edition. Uh, <laughs> they, they look comfy. I don't own them, but, you know, they're... A few, a few players have been wearing them. I've seen them. They're called stylish, foam yeah. runners, but, yeah, they're like Crocs, but make it fashion. Yeah, right, I guess. I, I think Yeezy uh, would probably have a problem if I said that. <laughs> All right, do you know who she is? I, do n- I don't know who that is, no. Okay, uh-uh. this is a hard one. Uh, yeah. Are you on a- TikTok? An actor, or is she a TikTok? I do, I have a, Are you, I have do a, you do the TikTok? I have a ghost account TikTok, so I can I can kind of scroll Watch other through. people's. Yeah, and I, and it's huge entertainment for me. I just got put on TikTok uh, a couple months ago, but um, I, I mean, she's a TikTok phenom, I'm sure. Yeah, she's the richest TikTok star, Charlie D'Amelio. And I had to write the answers on the back because I don't even know there all of go. these. So then don't feel so bad. But that's pretty good. You did uh, all right. It was it was subpar, but <laughs> I got I to gotta go. You can steady for the next time. We'll do a round two the next time you're on. Definitely. How about it? All right, what about the rest of the rest of the year? What, what are you looking to sort of get better and improve at for the rest of these games? Just anything. Whatever we can do to win games and, and – um, you know, go out there, compete our tail off, and and you know we got a bunch of bunch of winnable games coming up. Every one of them's you know in our eyes, we can we have a chance to win, and we have a bunch of guys in here you know willing and eager to fight for four quarters and and get it done, and um, you know just practice, get better, try to win some games. All right, good stuff, Danny Mandela. Thanks so much for the time. Thank you. I'm not gonna lie, I was pretty impressed with Danny's answers there when he had BTS off the bat. Um, I was I was impressed because I actually showed those pictures to a few of the the younger guys in our video department and none of them knew who BTS was. So I felt like maybe more maybe more girls would know the boy band and of course they'd know the handbag. Um, I wasn't sure about TikTok, so I'm I'm impressed that he's on TikTok. I have not ventured down that rabbit hole yet. I feel like that would be a huge time suck. I already spend too much time on social media. All right, but uh, you know what? We 
do spend a lot of time on Twitter together. And this guy's a great follow, Jim Wyatt. He covers the Tennessee Titans. And you can follow him at Jim Wyatt Sports on Twitter. He's a great follow. We got a chance to catch up and talk about this Titans team that has a really good record, but has suffered a lot of injuries this year. They still keep finding ways to win. Ryan Tannehill um, doing his thing without Derrick Henry, without Julio Jones. But they certainly have some weak spots. And that defense has really stepped up um, in the absence of some star players on offense. So we get into all of it on Enemy Sidelines this week with Jim Wyatt here on the Deep Slant Podcast presented by Xfinity. Six wins in a row for the Titans. I mean, can you believe it, especially with all the injuries and all the adversity that team has gone through this year? What's the mood like in Tennessee and and how surprised are you where the Titans are sitting? I have to say, I'm, I'd be lying if I said I was not surprised because, you know, this team, you know, the way it started, lost a game right out of the gate against the Cardinals, lost Jets in week four, sitting two and two with really kind of a murderer's row schedule coming up against six playoff teams from last year. I think there are a lot of people in Nashville that thought, okay, I don't think the team thought this, but I think there are a lot, probably a lot of fans that thought, okay, if you can almost split these games, you'd be happy. And then to win six in a row, it, it's been really remarkable. You know, some of the teams that they've beaten, the way they've beaten them, doing it without some key players who are out with injuries. And uh, and now you've got people talking about the, you know, not only winning the AFC South, which I really expect the team to do at this point, but then can you hold on to the number one seed in the AFC? And uh, I think that's a realistic possibility. But got to keep playing well, and, and the injuries continue to mount, and uh, we'll just see how this team can handle them. I think one of the biggest surprises is losing Derrick Henry for a chunk of time, possibly the entire season, with the foot injury. And the Titans sort of keep finding ways to reinvent themselves. How much has the offense changed without Henry in the lineup? And, and what's the expectation now of the run game now that he's out? Well, it has, the offense has sputtered some. You know, the defense has really saved the day uh, the last couple of weeks. And, you know, we, we can talk about some of the guys who have emerged there. Offensively, you know, the running game is, is obviously different with that. Derek Henry, they brought Adrian Peterson in here, brought Dante Foreman, had Jeremy Nichols. It's been more of a running back by committee approach, trying to find a guy who has a hot hand and, and really trying to stick with them. With Derek Henry, you know, they just – handing him the ball again and again and again. And by the time the fourth quarter came along, he was wearing teams down. So they're not doing that anymore. And, you know, they're asking more of Ryan Tannehill, obviously asking more of the receiving core. But even that group's been banged up. You know, Julio Jones has not been available most weeks, but they keep finding ways to win. And uh, I think now the question is how much longer can they do it? And the question that everybody keeps asking is, will Derrick Henry be back at some point? That's so far down the road. Right now they got to win what they've got. How surprised are you by Adrian Peterson and him showing up what he's been able to do? And, and what's the expectation there for him? Is he going to get a majority of the carries? Are they still going to continue to split the carries once he gets up to speed? They've got two games under their belt now, essentially. So is this sort of how you see the run game playing out now? I think how maybe Adrian does will help determine that. I think the plan, you know, is for him to maybe be the guy that gets the majority of the carries as he gets more comfortable, you know, gets in better condition, gets more in sync with the offensive line. It's been, you know, it's been slow going early, which I think is, you know, to be expected. This guy was not with the team the entire season. You know, he came in here at 36 years old. He looks great. I mean, he looks in good condition. I think he's eager to want to do more. But Deontay Foreman has actually performed pretty well when he's gotten the ball. So I think I think they'll continue to try to find 
um, the guy who is kind of developing the quickest of those two because Foreman came here the same week. They're both on the same timetable. And then kind of see where it, it goes from there. It's been cool to see Adrian Peterson. I mean, it's, it's uh, you know, some of these guys, the Titans have signed late in seasons. I can say I covered all these Hall of Famers. Randy Moss came in here one year, several years ago. Julio Jones now in here at the end of his career. You got Adrian Peterson coming in. I mean, it's a who's who uh, of players. Uh, but now Peterson, he, Peterson's got to prove himself worthy of carries moving forward, though. His, his past credentials are not going to get it. All right. You mentioned Julio Jones, another Hall of Famer there. With his injury, who do you think will get uh, the lion's share of, of catches? Who's going to benefit more, A.J. Brown or Marcus Johnson? I saw that Marcus Johnson had a 100-yard receiving game last week against the Saints. Do you expect that to sort of continue with Julio out? Uh, Marcus Johnson was really good on Sunday. And, and you know, he had the best. I have to say, you know, during training camp, he was the most consistent receiver that they had. Now, granted, Julio didn't practice a lot during training camp. A.J. was being brought along slowly. Marcus Johnson every day was this team's best receiver. And then when the season kind of rolled around, he, he you know, he dealt with an injury and then he kind of, he kind of drifted into the background a little bit. He has reemerged. I think this potentially could be a sign of things to come. A.J. Brown is clearly still this team's number one receiver. And I think most weeks he's going to be the guy who gets the lion's share of the looks and the catches. They've got some other guys, Nick Westbrook, Akina, who has done a nice job. They just released Josh Reynolds, you know, the day before uh, Julio Jones reactivated his hamstring injury. They parted ways with Josh Reynolds. So the receiving core has kind of taken on a different look. But I think for the time being, until Julio can get healthy, I think you'll see AJ. I think you'll see Marcus Johnson. I think you'll see Nick, Nick Westbrook-Akina. And then Chester Rogers, who works a lot in the slot, he'll be involved as well. All right, Ryan Tannehill, he didn't really put up flashy numbers in that win over the Saints, 19 for 27, 213 yards and a touchdown. No interceptions, though. What's been the key for Tannehill really moving this offense forward without Henry or Jones in the lineup? Well, I, I think, you know, he's used his legs uh, on top of, of throwing it. You know, he, he's kind of an extra weapon uh, out of the backfield in some ways, especially near the goal line when that play action works. You know, the challenge he faces now is, you know, is the play action going to be as effective without Derrick Henry can he still be effective without some of his top targets at receiver? He's turned the ball over too much this year. I think he'd tell you that himself. He's made some throws he'd like to have back, and we haven't really seen that over the last couple of years. He's going to have to be better. Uh, it was really a sluggish performance on offense on Sunday, but they, they did enough to win. And I think, I think with Ryan Tannehill, I think he knows he's got to be sharp. He's got to be effective. He can't make mistakes, give the other team short fields by turning the ball over. So that, that's something he's got to do a better job of, um, you know, in, this, in these coming weeks. Yeah, the, the Titans defense, you mentioned them really stepping up when, when Henry went out. And I think everyone was really impressed in that win over the Chiefs where they held Mahomes to just a field goal in that game. So that pass rush has been really effective in getting to quarterbacks. Who have you seen really step up for that defensive front? Well, I mean, it's been incredible, really. I mean, it's this this defense was really one of the laughing stocks of the league last year. And I remember doing interviews before the season started. I think I was talking to maybe Darren Urban in Arizona, and he was referencing the Titans defense as being, you know, probably the worst in the league. And, and then certainly in week one, they look like the worst in the league. But something has kind of clicked. And, uh, and, uh, and that's something is really the pass rush. You know, Harold Landry with 10 sacks in 10 games, really having a breakout season. Jeffrey Simmons in the middle, uh, seven and a half sacks 
You know, he's got five sacks in the last two games. They have been really, really disruptive up front, and that's kind of allowed the secondary to kind of be able to, to play a lot better. And Kevin Byard has been really good, forcing turnovers again. He's kind of re- reemerged as kind of a Pro Bowl caliber player. You know, this defense is, is, has been so good that people in town are trying to come up with a nickname for it, which is, uh, you know, not something that people are used to right here. Uh, they've been called names before. but <laughs> names, Not good ones. Uh, yes, that's right. And I don't know if some of the nicknames are good when somebody's trying to come, trying to push the tickle monsters because they're one of the <laughs> that kind of just harasses you and drives you crazy. I don't know if that's going to stick, but <laughs> we're dealing with when, you, uh, when you're performing well and fans are enjoying it. Yeah, you mentioned Kevin Byard, five interceptions through 10 games and a touchdown. What's made him so effective at getting to the ball this year? What's been different for him? Well, he really was hard on himself in the last year. And kind of, you know, it certainly wasn't all his fault, but he tried to take the blame for the defensive struggles and said a lot of it's on him. He's got to be better, committed himself to working harder. I, I don't think he ever slacked off or took it easy. Uh, so I, I hate to say it's a result of him getting more serious again. I just think he has – from film study and from instincts, he jumped around and, and it resulted in pick six. So he's just doing those type of things. He's just all of a sudden being the guy that's the right place at the right time once again. And uh, he's been really, really good for this defense. All right. On a serious and more personal note, AJ Brown, he shared a message uh, over the weekend on his social media about how he considered suicide and was battling depression, really brave and courageous of him. And it's gotten a lot of attention across the league. What's been the reaction in the building to, to Brown's message and, and your thoughts on that? Well, I, you know, when that came out Friday night, I, I think it caught me by surprise. It caught a lot of people by surprise. And anytime somebody, you know, of that stature and, and you know, that, that, that has a following is brave enough to, to share some of his personal struggles, I think it's, you know, I, I was proud of him for doing that. I know Mike Grable talked at his press conference on Monday about them trying to have a culture there of, 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 of talking through your problems, let people know when things are not right. And, and, and they're obviously dealing with some of that through AJ. AJ is one of the most, uh, you know, energetic, friendliest, uh, you know, good spirited guys that I've ever been around. But it, I think it just shows that you just never know what somebody's going through. So uh, really I have a lot of respect for him for being willing to talk about that. I do think his message is going to help others. I mean, just judging from my social media feed and from the comments I see, you just realize how many other people are going through something similar. And then there are probably a lot of people out there that are going through it and not really uh, sharing their feelings with people. So when, when he's willing to do that, I think he's helping others. I don't think that, you know, I think that's part of the reason he did it. And he's supposed to talk to us later this week and kind of maybe explain maybe where that was coming from, but really a good kid. And, uh, and I hope that this is kind of uh, something that maybe helps him uh, moving forward as well. Yeah. Well said, Jim. Uh, Well, Jim, thanks so much. Appreciate the time. And we look forward to the matchup on Sunday. Great stuff from Jim Wyatt. And these two teams will face off here in week 11. They'll face off again when the season concludes week 18 here at NRG Stadium. So looking forward to Sunday's matchup. You can catch the pregame show, Texans Unlimited, presented by Verizon, every single Texans game day. And you can get that on social media. Download the Houston Texans mobile app. You'll get a notification. Drew Doherty and I, we host that pregame show. We take fan questions. We show you some 
fashion from game day, which is always fun. We show you the starting lineups, which have been interesting in the wake of injuries. We'll talk about some of the top storylines heading into the game and show you a live look at the field as the players get warmed up, show you what the weather will look like in Nashville. You're not going to get a Texans pregame show anywhere else. So we usually get into that about an hour before kickoff. So around 11 a.m., um, you should get your little notification that we are live and send in your questions. We love to answer them. So that is going to do it for the Deep Saint podcast presented by Xfinity. Welcome back from the bye week. Looking forward to a great second half of the season. And uh, for all of you out there, thank you so much for listening. And as always, go Texans.